How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Friday, October the 22nd. Hello, my friends. Hope you're doing well. And uh, we got a lot of interesting stories today. Let's jump into it. First thing I want to talk about today, definitely the biggest news item, is that Eric Barone, otherwise known as Concerned Ape, the famed solo developer of Stardew Valley, has revealed his newest game. It's called Concerned Ape's Haunted Chocolatier. There is a trailer. I encourage you to watch it. But the gist here is that you are a chocolate maker in which you collect ingredients, make the sweets, and then run a shop to sell it all. It takes place in a haunted castle that has some ghosts around. And it's just this really interesting combination that makes for an extremely fun aesthetic. He did make a blog post. I also encourage you to read that if you're interested. And he said this, quote, Don't think for a moment that because this game features ghosts in a haunted castle, it is an evil or negative game. On the contrary, I intend for this game to be positive, uplifting, and life-affirming. If Stardew Valley mostly channeled the energy of the sun, Haunted Chocolatier channels the energy of the moon. Both are vital. End quote. I loved that description. It was so flowery. So again, the trailer really reaffirms the premise of the game, and visually it looks a lot like Stardew Valley. A lot of the UI is the same, many of the mechanics are similar, they've kept the social aspects where you walk around the town and interact with NPCs. However, you know, you don't want to take the trailer as the source of truth, it's still very much a work in progress. He basically says it's going to be a long while before the game is done, probably a few years if I were to guess. So no release dates, no platforms confirmed. But I am extraordinarily happy to see this. I think that Stardew Valley is really a highlight of the industry, and he seems very excited by this project. You know, he said he was working within some certain constraints with Stardew, and now he really feels like he can be unleashed with new ideas creatively. And I think that's exactly what you need for a follow-up, so hopefully he's able to capture some of that same magic, while still giving something new, you know? Okay, we also have another interesting indie story here from Epic Games, because they recently announced that they are partnering with an indie studio, currently in the early stages of developing an original title. Uh, the studio is called Spry Fox. And you might recognize them as the developers of Cozy Grove. Now, if you've never heard of Cozy Grove, it's kind of in a similar vein to games like Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing. Uh, it's a life sim that has very wholesome vibes. And it was quite successful. It really captured a, an audience that is into those sorts of games. And so they are now going to be working with Epic in order to, quote, build its most ambitious title to date, a multi-platform, non-violent, persistent multiplayer game designed to encourage friendship and reduce loneliness in the world. The title will support crossplay and cross-progression, end quote. And I think this is a really great thing. Um, you know, it's a, it's a studio that is making a, a game that a lot of people love, and small teams getting publisher funding for a game, I think, is always a good thing. It really helps ensure that creative and unique games are able to come to life, and as long as the two parties have a good relationship, then hopefully the end product is a good game. And of course, if that ends up being successful, then it just snowballs for the developers that made it. So you'll love to see it. I wish them well. Okay, this is a small story, but in the same spirit of indie games doing cool things, uh, there's actually been a teaser from the teams of Terraria and Don't Starve doing some kind of collaboration. So they, they did this on Twitter, and they didn't share basically anything, but I wanted to say it because these are two very great games, very popular indie games, they don't seemingly have all that much in common, but a lot of people are excited to see these two teams work together. So I'll definitely be following up with this, especially because Terraria said, hey, we're done. We're not doing any more content. And now they're doing some kind of collaboration. So seems never ending for them. 
Okay, and our final story is that a game released today called The Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. Just in time for Halloween, it's a very spooky game. Reviews are now available if you'd like to read them. But the basic gist is like, we all know what's going on with the Dark Pictures Anthology now. It's a little janky, it's got QTEs, it's from the team that made Until Dawn. You're either in on this series or you're out. And uh, and so really, w- whether or not critics enjoyed the game is really dependent on how willing they were to buy into the franchise. You know, all you really need to know is it's more of the same. If you're looking for something campy or some kind of horror experience to have with a friend, this is a good option. Okay, and hey, that's all for today. I'm going to be back this weekend with the mailbag, so don't forget to get your answers into the mailbag. The prompt is in the Discord server. And today is Friday, which means I'd also like to remind you that this show is listener-supported. If you would like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash thegamingobserver, and I'd like to give an extra shout-out to the TGO producers, Anna Marie, Andrew, Anthony, Bernie, Emmanuel, Rail, Rawdeath21, Red Flem, Rob Matzker, and Telesthesia. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. That's all for today. Back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, I played uh, I played Super Metroid today. Remember I said I was going to play Super Metroid? I did it. My god, that game is fun. I cannot believe it was made in 1994. It's an extraordinary game. I played like two hours. I played on stream, so if you want to watch me play it, you can go to the go to the YouTube channel. It it was so I was saying this on stream. It's I was having this really surreal moment because you know the game was made four years before I was born, and so I was just picturing my my father who had a Super Nintendo. I'm sure was playing this like sitting as a teenager. He would have been what 16 years old in the house that I grew up in, the, my childhood home and his childhood home, playing Super Metroid. I mean. It was such a surreal experience. I I don't get to do that very often, you know? Any retro game that I play nowadays is usually retro games that I played when I was a kid. Super Mario World is the big one. Played a lot of Super Mario World when I was a kid. I will say the the chat in, in my stream was really helping me out a lot. Anytime I got stuck, I at least had somebody to tell me what to do, which, you know, if I was playing on my own, I would probably look at a walkthrough anyway. But if I was streaming and nobody was there, (laughs) oh... I mean, I would have to look at a walkthrough is what I would, I would have gotten stuck 100%. So I'm, I'm glad I had people there giving me some pointers. Thank you if you were there for being there. I'm probably going to play some more, probably on stream. So so if you, you know, missed it and you want to tune in, feel free to. Though I'll definitely be sharing my experiences here on the show. I don't know. It was it was really cool seeing the origins of like, oh, this area is not accessible to you. You need to unlock something first. The fact that this is like the first game that did that, or at least the game that popularized it, alongside Castlevania. Super, super cool. I I thought that was... I'm glad I'm playing it. I was also told that the game is 20 hours long, which was like, blows me away, because in the two hours that I played, I got a lot of upgrades. I got like, at least six things that enabled me to do new stuff. So, I don't know how long they can keep that up. And I'm probably not going to finish the game. I mean, if it it keeps me entertained the whole time, then maybe I will. But I think more likely is that I'm going to hit a point where I'm like, you know what? I get Super Metroid. I understand why everybody loves it, and I'll be able to move on and confidently say I've played a Metroid game. That's very exciting, because I've never been able to say that before. Anyway, besides that, uh, I don't know, I I watched some Survivor today. I caught up on the most recent season, season 41, or as they say on the show, drop the four, keep the one, because it's a whole new show. They say that literally every season. It's a whole new Survivor. We've been saying that for like 20 years. Oh, Oh, I mean, 10 years, 20 seasons. 
you know, it's all right. It's Survivor. I, I actually got a little bit of emotional watching the uh, the pilot episode because it was like an hour and a half long. And Survivor was really there for me during the pandemic. I watched a lot of Survivor. I watched all 40 seasons in the pandemic. And the familiarity and returning to it of, of the music and the presentation and Jeff Probst, it, it hit me in the feels for sure. It'll be interesting to watch this show week to week. I wonder how, how, how I will enjoy it, not being able to binge watch it. Anyway, we'll see. Folks, I'm out of time. Thanks for being here. Don't forget the mailbag. The game, the last game that made you feel something. I think it's a great prompt. I look forward to your answers. And back with the news on Monday, okay? Till then, ciao.